Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Daily VR Investing Video Cast. Hope you're having a great start to your day today so far. Uh, the, look, the markets are still trying to recover from the shock of Tuesday. Of course, we've got the CPI print of 8.3%. Uh, markets were expecting better news than that. We got it really yesterday. The PPI was better. Uh, but again, the Dow dropped 1,300 points, 94% down volume day. Uh, a lot of technical uh, damage was done on Tuesday. And uh, not terminal, but just, uh, you know, that was not our playbook. So we have to adjust, right? Uh, today's better. Uh, mixed market today, right as I speak right now, the NASDAQ's down 56. Uh, Dow Jones is up 41. Uh, kind of a split market here. The 10-year, of course, is where we're talking about yields are going up. Uh, of course, uh, you know, the, the Fed's job appears not to be done now. Uh, but I'll tell you, some very smart people, uh, that believe the Fed's making another big policy mistake. I'm one of them. I'm not calling myself smart. Here are the smart people I'm talking about. Kathy Woods, uh, Elon Musk, and the Bond King, Jeff Gunlock, are all saying that the Fed's making another big policy error here and that they're hiking into a slowdown and they're hiking into deflation, not inflation. I think they make some great points. And here's the big, Tyler really on his podcast yesterday got into the Federal Reserve and just told the truth about, you know, the they, they love to tell you about how they're going to fix things without telling you that they first broke them. So now they have to fix them. Uh, I encourage you to go back and listen to Tyler's cast today. Some really good historical data and, and some quotes there about the damage uh, this organization has done. But then they come across like, oh, we're going to save you, you know, from their own mistakes and their own damage. It really is just it, it really is like the dim party. And it is. They are the uniparty, aren't they? They have to fix what they screwed up and then look like saviors. Uh, but the, the, the point I'm trying to make here is that right now we've got an economy that is slowing down. And the damage done from job cuts is far more than the damage is done from rate hikes. Something like 10 to 1 worse when jobs are lost instead of the, the, the damage inflation is done. I've seen studies that say 100 to 1 worse. Again, when someone loses their job, their income's gone. What are they going to do then? You know, so it, it makes no sense. I wish someone would ask Jay Powell this question. How is someone, the, the, the millions of people that you're going to force to lose their job by, by slowing the economy down purposefully, who does this? The, the millions of people lose their jobs. How are they supposed to, to, to make up for that lost income? You never talk about that, do you, Jay Powell? So, um, you know, again, we're looking at another big policy. This will be the fifth policy mistake in seven years by the Federal Reserve under Jay Powell. Yet we're supposed to trust them. I don't think so. That's what Kathy Wood, Elon Musk, and Jeff Gunlock are saying here. And I think the, the wisest point that I've heard about this is, is that <clears throat> Jay Powell thinks he's going to be um, uh, Paul Volcker, right, from 1981 and come in and save the, the economy from inflation. The difference is... Uh, 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 Paul Volcker, who did do a good job, remember he took race to 20%, right? Interest 20% to stop inflation, which was at 15 to 16%. The difference there is the inflation that built up in the system under Paul Volcker had been building for a period of 15 to 18 years. The, the inflation that's built up under Jay Powell, number one, is self-induced because of their money printing and it happened over 18 months, not 18 years. And it's ending now. Because their, their money printing is done with, right? Now they're starting quantitative tightening. No more QE, right? The Fed's funny money, uh, the, the central, uh, excuse me, the, 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 uh, the federal government's funny money is going, is going bye-bye too. 
right, in the way of stimulus. All that's leaving the system. Now, remnants will remain the way these programs are structured. It won't just go away. It's actually an economic benefit. But it, 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 it does mean that Jay Powell is tilting at windmills and that he's hiking into a slowdown. And the jobs lost are going to be really painful for people that can't make up that lost income. And all of a sudden, he's going to find out the economy is radically slowing down and that we have deflation rather than inflation. And then they're stuck back in the same old cycle again. And that's why Kathy Wood and um, uh, that's why Kathy Wood is so bullish. And I think she's right about this. We're looking now at a future of rate cuts. Right? We're going to get right back in the old cycle of rate cuts and stimulating the economy. Here we go again. Okay, This is in our book, uh, The Big Bribe. Uh, pick it up at bigbribebook.com. We walk you through the financial engineering that's occurring and how to profit from it. Because that's what we're getting ready to do. Because w when this cycle shifts, and it will shift, remember we got a 40-year period, 40-year cycle, repeating pattern of lower rates. I believe it's broken when I see it. Right now, the trend line has not been broken. The 40-year trend line of lower rates is still in place. That is a powerful trend line. Now, we're, we're getting closer to, to uh, getting up against it. But still, we're still at 3.46% uh, on the 10-year. And remember, in our, in our biggest bull market ever for stocks was 1995 to 2000. And then our biggest bull market ever for housing, which was 2002 to 2007. Those both are five-year periods. In both of those record bull markets for stocks and for housing, the 10-year averaged better than 5% yield. It, it spiked over 6, 6.5%. Remember, we're at 3.4% now. So it's perspective helps. <clears throat> That's why we are looking to buy this dip. Uh, I'll also tell you, though, a very important point, I think. We are in a period of seasonal weakness. We are. This last half of, of September is historically not a good period to be an investor. It's just something to be aware of. But again, everybody's talking about it. So you, know, you start to wonder how effective it's going to be when everyone's aware of the data. Um, but this is also, remember, when bottoms take place, big, important bottoms. And I want to just stress this point with you. We are coming up on not just the end of a month, but the end of beginning of a quarter. End of a quarter, beginning of a quarter, right? And this is the fourth quarter. This is a bullish, historically, a very, very bullish quarter. It's even more bullish during the midterm years. So, again, you got a lot of smart money investors looking to buy this dip. You also got to remember last week's AI investor sentiment survey, 18% bulls. Historically, that's a huge contrarian buy signal when it's that low. Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, Global manager, uh, Money Manager Survey, they have more cash and more bears than any point since just after 9-11. So again, yeah, things may look bad, and yeah, they are bad. And yes, we've got, let's go Brandon as president, right? But when everybody's already sold, and not everybody's sold stocks, but when most people have sold stocks, we've had three bear markets in four years. Brutal. People are scared shitless. When people are out of the market, who's left to sell? If everyone's sold, who's left to sell? These are the uh, contrarian ways to look at things that we think are really going to benefit uh, aggressive investors going into the midterms. Um, I, I'll remind you today, the internals, by the way, actually are pretty good. They're flat. Uh, you know, we, just uh, 30 minutes ago, NASDAQ was down 150, Dow was down 150, internals were flat. That's encouraging. Completely different than, than Tuesday, by the way, which was pathetic on the internals. Also today, watching very closely the semiconductors, Still down six tenths to one percent right now. 
uh, but we want those to leave. We're looking for semiconductors. If you're a short-term investor, wait till the semis and tech are leading. Uh, there's really no reason to rush in as an aggressive short-term trader until that is beginning to kick in. Also interesting, by the way, the VIX today is down 1.3% to 25.81. Again, for the market that's volatile, especially after Tuesday, having a VIX at below 26, I find interesting. Again, the smart money, Kathy Wood, Jeff Gunlock, Elon Musk, looking for lower rates, looking for the Fed to admit they made another major policy mistake next year. Uh, we got a ways to get to there. Uh, the Fed likes to crash things before they come and save them, you know, save the day. So that's always possible. Uh, but we're getting ready to buy bonds, folks. Bonds are going to be an amazing investment here in the very near future. Uh, we don't rarely, we don't usually do it here at the VRA. We don't normally buy bonds, right? We're, we're equity guys, right? We're looking for the next tin bagger. Bonds are about to go in our portfolio for the first time in a very long time. It's going to be a phenomenal, it'll be the best buying opportunity for bonds we've had, had in uh, two decades. That's coming up. And we've got some great ideas on how to play it. Come and join us at VRAinsider.com, VRAinsider.com. We're going to show you ideas that nobody else is showing. There are very few people are going to show you. Uh, if you're an aggressive investor that likes to take advantage of other people's mistakes, come and join us. Um, I'll leave you at this point only because we've talked about it so much. We are a month and a half away, a month and just over a month and a half away from the midterms, right? It's a little early to be investing off of that bullish cycle and that bullish trend. But to remind everybody, not only are we going to have a new, uh, a, a, a new House and a new Senate, which I believe will both be red. I think Republicans win both how convincingly in the House, and I think we take the Senate as well. So it'll be gridlock in D.C. The markets love gridlock. But it's the other two data points that everybody should focus on. From the midterm lows, from the midterm lows, which right now are June, June 17th, historically from World War II, the markets have been up on average 32, better than 32% from midterm lows to the following year, okay? 32%. And the markets have been higher 100% of the time. That's 18, 19 times. From the exact midterm, after the, the day after the midterm, over the next year, going back to World War II again, the markets have been higher again 100% of the time. That's 18 for 18 times with an average gain of better than 14%. This is powerful data that we're getting very close to. In addition to the fact we're coming again up on a, on a new quarter with a lot of money coming into the markets. And uh, again, when everybody is so bearish, the contrarian has no choice, he must be bullish. We're not quite there yet to extreme fear. But, you know, again, this is the worst period of the year right here, this last two weeks of September. If we can avoid a big meltdown here, boy, you, this is going to be a fun fourth quarter and beginning of the new year. I think. So uh, that's, that's the way we're looking at it right now. All right, folks, always appreciate you watching. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you back at the close for our VR Investing video cast, uh, podcast, and then back here again tomorrow morning. Bye-bye.